how very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Don't you want a world of unconditional love and brotherhood? We have the secrets to self-improvement. You can join us and be special. Join our elite mission to save the world. Since the death of God, there's been a vacancy open. You could fill that void. Here's how. We'll title this tape. Welcome to the Cult of Comics. I don't believe that for a single second because that tells me that Sean one day is going to get absolutely just fit. Sean has and friends. And I do not believe that in the slightest. Sean's not getting fit. He has friends. He, goes he has out. friend. How's Jim Beam doing these days anyways? He's good. <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me. Just incredibly straightforward. I went All to the right, Jim, well, Jim Beam Distillery that other that weekend when I was in Kentucky. That was one of the places we stopped. I fucking hate Jim Beam. It's yeah, it's it, fine. It's, I got like the, the, uh, I the hate Jim Beam bourbon, bourbon cream. The bourbon cream they have is actually really good. It's better than like bourbon is the best. It bourbon, yes. I have too many bad right, experiences so on it. That place is mass produced. <clears throat> Jim Beam produces life. like one fourth to one-third of all bourbon each year. Yeah, but they also produce, like, two-thirds of all of the clan members, so... I don't know nothing about that. But I got the bourbon cream, and that's better than, like, uh, Kahlua, which also starts with a K. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe you just said that. Alright, so I guess we can do this... So we don't have a 20-minute introduction, 30, 40-minute introduction, and then I edit it all down to just the sound of Josh just going, (sighs) all the time. (laughs) All right, well, uh, welcome to the Cult of Comics podcast. If you've never been on the show before, we're a comic book media podcast where sometimes we talk about comic books, comic book-related things. Uh, Most of the time, though, it is just us ranting, rambling. Uh, Sometimes it's Sean being festive. Sometimes it's Josh drinking on the show. And, you know, maybe a baby will show up. I got don't, I got don't. some bourbon cola I can go get. Well, yeah, you know what? Why not? Go ahead. Uh, while we're uh, waiting for Josh's alcohol, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah his totally. to take its turn, uh, let's talk about some of the things we're going to be uh, talking about this week, which is Action Comics 1049 by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Mike Perkins, The Human Target Number 9 by Tom King and Greg Smallwood, What's the Furthest Place from Here, Number 8, by Matthew Rosenberg, Tyler Boss, and Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, number one, by Jason Aaron and Alexandre Tefenki. Uh, and after that, we will have our picks of the weeks, and then next week's books. So, let's hop into it, Action Comics. What'd you guys think? It's another. Did you just hold it the wrong way around? Superman. I did. I, I decided to do the uh, Pennyworth. Accidentally advertising their TV show. Yeah, Pennyworth somehow made it to season three. I, I keep forgetting it exists. Pennyworth survived longer than whatever streaming service it started on, Epics. <laughs> I forgot that even it was a thing. Yeah. One, this is a this cover has nothing to do with the issue. None of these covers. Do. Most no. of these covers no. have no, not at all. The Eve of Battle. Eve of Battle, also featuring Red Moon, which is not <clears throat> Red Sin. Which is something that was established in the previous issue of Kal-El Return. Or Son of Son Kal-El. Of Red is, is he even Isn't in this? that when you go down during the Once in a Blue Moon cycle? Why have you Let's got to make everything like that, Tyler? 
Why have I what? Why have you got to make everything into that? Alright, red periods? <clears throat> yeah, anyway, so, PKJ, still writing this. The artist for this, Mike Perkins, colorist Lee Lowridge. First couple of pages, the first three pages we have uh, with Luther and Metallo, fantastic. It's like they're uh, trying to do their best, uh, what's his face, that did the old gods. The guy we want no, to be No, it never happened. Art. No, it never happened. Who's, who's the artist we want to be doing the art here? There's... Oh, Ricardo, Ricardo Federici. Federici. Yeah. This is this is almost like some Federici-esque art here. It, I think this is great. This this art that we have, Metallo and Luther, it's great. And then we jump into this abomination of a battle here of Superman, Calibus, Orion... What or not Orion, whatever the fuck his face is. Orion. Yes. Orion. Yeah. And Calabac. Calabac, yep. Calabasis. I I it's like just... Mike Perkins' art, but it definitely I shines really more in the darker scenes. This yes. Calabas <laughs> is just like an abomination Back, here. With a K, not an Calabac. S. Calabac. Calabac is an abomination here. Why does he have a like why is his left hip he's like, like that? He's just like You know what? Ben Chun. Sean, Sean, I think that the names for some of these DC characters are going to be kind of a challenge for Josh, since you know he doesn't really like read comics. So why don't, should we give the give him a name? Let's call him Dick Bear. Okay, Calabac is Dick Bear from now on. <clears> Dick okay, Bear, where'd it go. Barely. Yeah, so Dick. how's Dick Bear looking this? Josh film? is just like Terrible. that meme of like, "Hi, my name's." And it's like, "Oh, nice to meet you." As he's like forcing a name <laughs> into like the already full brain. <laughs> it's like, "Hi, my name's Josh. Nice to meet you, Jason." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i don't know this once again this is like almost a nothing issue except for like oh man now oh what osul is actually like possessing this kid whatever his name is do we even osul? remember the kids names the fire of ogren ogren is osul he says osul don't kill him he's just you know the spirit possesses the kid it flows through him this is the first mm. uh, kind of embodiment of the spirit that we've seen. And then I they can't basically think of a say, name for that. Sean, you go ahead and take a name for that. What's Osul now? Um, we got Blue Mist Man. <laughs> oh, Blue, 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 the Blue Devil. The Blue Devil. Devil. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that a DC character or a Marvel character? As a DC character, it's probably both. It's specifically a DC character. I don't know. What did uh, you guys like? Judgment. What did you guys like about this issue? <clears throat> um, I was confused about Dick Bear's presence in this. It kind of seemed like he was kind of short. Excuse me, forced into this. Um, maybe just because he was the strong guy. I don't know um, who Dick Bear is. Uses Dick Bear name. is the like Calibac. Calibac. Thank you. Yeah, Dick Bear. You're a Dick Bear. Thank you. He gets knocked the okay. fuck Bear, out. He's out Josh. of here. Now it's just Orion versus Superman. Dick Bear, you don't belong here. Yeah, that Dick Bear doesn't look very good, but I will say that I really like what he did with Superman. I feel like yes. he put a lot of effort into that. Um, I also think, I mean, look at the background, too. The, the monkeys are really well done as well. I, I don't... I feel like he's trying to shift the torso there, but it just ends up looking... Oh... You know what? I think I know what happened. He's, I think it, ex- he's it stretched too far over the page, and I think that they digitally 
bent him because the head doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it looks he, he weirdly. Looks drunk. The perspective looks weird. Maybe yeah, he, he looks probably... like he's being like shown through like a fisheye lens almost. Yeah. Yes. If absolutely. you look at just Orion and Superman, I think it looks good. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Enough. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine as it's fine as you'll ever be. Nine, uh, nine Orion, out of ten. For the most part, I really don't have any complaints. Um, I this is a weird thing to bring up now because it's been pretty like standard for these days. But I, I just I'm really happy that we're back to Superman in the trunks, and no. I feel like with these scenes where he's the underwear no. on the outside. Pat Gleason's yeah, redesign for like the last few years of Rebirth was perfect, and then Bendis comes in and goes, "Give me the trunks." Yeah, I like the trunks. But Pat Gleason's redesign was like the perfect modernization of that suit. Pat Gleason on most things is almost damn near perfect. But I still really like the classic feel because it feels like the strong man. You know, it feels weird with him just having a red belt. But it wasn't just a red belt. You also had the little yellow bit in the middle. Just tell me that okay. isn't the well, perfect. Well, that's arguing semantics. Just tell me that isn't the perfect Superman suit. Black You're just arguing semantics at that point. Look, again, I, I love Pat Gleason. I've got no opposition towards that. During oh. this... I, I just... Yeah, this is... Okay. I like classic Superman. Anyways, the point I'm trying to get at is a lot of the art design here, I can see the criticism. For the most part, I've got no real issue. As far as like it being a nothing issue, I kind of agree. I it was still like fun. All... Oh, it wasn't really a nothing issue. We get... We see that Osul has powers and he's got the fire... The claim of Ulgren possessing him. Um, yeah, we get some I'm development of the plot name. of um, Warworld, where we see mm-hmm. that Superman has made plans for the United Planets You're all going to send home. them all home. We are, we are family because of what we've shared, and no one could ever understand that. We and we know that Metallo is breaking out of prison to save his sister. I think there were like okay. there were some plot threads in this. I don't really think it was a nothing issue. What do you, what do you make of... Uh... It's not necessarily, to me, about the the plot element of those things, because this is more of like a foreshadowing issue than anything. Yeah. And, a, a nothing yeah. issue for me would be just an issue that's just wall-to-wall okay. fight scene. Okay. okay, fair enough. Sure. Uh, what do you make of this... Uh, what is it? Baby? The baby and uh, whatever the mech droid is. Mother, maybe? Tom Selleck. Yeah. The baby with the mustache. What do you make the of one that? Third orphan of, uh, and, three men and a baby. Orphan and mother? Morphin and mother, Is I that think. It? Yeah. Morphin time. Well it seems like they're the ones in charge of Warworld now. And they've kind of Are they powering out up Warbeck. Warworld and Warworld is leaving from Earth? Is that what we see yes. in this page? I believe so, because all the people are going home and Warworld is leaving Earth's Yeah. Orbit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Something I will say that I'm very intrigued by is the amount of world building that is being done here because I actually yeah, I do like the metallo stuff that's going on. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's setting okay, up a lot this. of stuff because this is yes. this is issue 5 of 5 for Superman re- Kal-El returns. Mhm. Is so it 5 like, of 5? Kind of, I think it's a 5 issue I thought thing. 1050 well, was is 1050 not the final issue, or is 1050 the new thing? Um, I thought so. Uh, we'll find out on League of Comic Geeks. 
They yes. should be able to tell um, us that. Okay, no, 1050 is the beginning of the DCU era. Mm. DCU era? Mm. Dawn Project of the DCU. <clears throat> there's too many projects. There's Project Blackout and, like, Project Red Sin. And... So... I'm kind of happy you're bringing that up because uh, I was going over some of the solicits and we'll talk more about that in the news episode and everything, but is there confirmation or is it just speculation about some of these like major shifts uh, and changes? Because the insinuation is, oh, the DC universe will never be the same again, but of course, always. the numbering isn't changing. It seems like everything's going to be pretty it's much... Just- the next big event, the whatever. It's the lab, next wave. Lazarus They're relaunching a planet. Uh, do, do you read? No, I'm I'm trying to get you to read to say it aloud, friend, as a as a way of like coaxing you into conversation for the show for people who haven't listened. Dawn to of the it. DCU, which is what we're going to be discussing on our news <laughs> episode, is the new wave of DC books. It's not a relaunch. It's not a reboot because it's still continuing the same numberings for a lot of things. But we're getting a lot of new waves of books like Green Arrow. Hawkman, Cyborg. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. It's kind of a jumping on point. Kent it's the like new status moving, quo. John Kent is moving from Son of Kal-El to a new book. To it? Adventures of Superman, John Kent. Yeah. So thank you for all of that uh, very quick explanation. And yeah, but you, the way so you phrase it is like no, just reiterating just, the fact sh- that you're an idiot. Sh- no one likes you. Okay, Anyways, you're like, so I'm confused on this. Comic. Has it been confirmed that this is happening? It's like, yes, Tyler. We've spoken about this. Yes, it is confirmed. I'm going to be honest with you. I mostly just want to hear you speak because of the accent, so that's why I wanted you to like do it for the audience. I'm going to learn to do a perfect American accent just to piss you off. <clears throat> yep. You're never going to do that. It's always going to sound like Josh. Jesus Christ, guys. Let's Josh, talk has, <laughs> Josh has the perfect American accent. He does yes. have the perfect American accent. Thank you. All right. Uh, do you want to say anything about Manchester Black? He's a double agent for Luther, keeping tabs on Superman, and almost was uh, turned into a true believer. Yeah, who who would have seen that coming? Who who would have ever seen that? Coming? I'm surprised we're seeing anybody from that team show up again. Tell me. To be back. honest with you, I feel like he's a triple agent. Maybe. Working I've, for the I'm Queen, gonna, Luther, and Superman. I'm going to do one better and say a quadruple agent. Mm. Who else? Has that ever been done? Maybe. Is that possible? I feel like it has He's to stop. He's the dude triple. playing the dude. The dude. Disguised as another disguised dude. Disguised as playing the dude. I work for this guy to spy on this guy who I told, and now I spy on the other guy. Then, then he but forgets who he's actually him. working for and ends up being a... Um, <laughs> really confused. What the fuck's five? Five tuple agent. Quintuple. Quintuple, Quintuple, thank you, Josh. Yes. Quintuple. I, I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. You're only playing both sides because you forgot which side you're actually on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do we know if uh, Federici is going to be doing the next issue since it's the beginning of the arc and everything? Nick Dragotta and Mike Perkins and Clayton Henry are confirmed the next issue. I bet Nick Dragotta is only doing like two pages though. Well, he's doing the Superman book with Josh Williamson, so I don't really know. 
Yeah, I'm not. Uh, a, I'm that, not that's just a reference it. for uh, the book we're going to discuss in a little bit. You know. Yes. Once upon a time, at the end of the the world, where Nick Dragata only did two pages, three pages. Oh, does he actually do some of this? I didn't realize. He's credited. He, the last, in the, in the, the last two pages are his. I can't read. Uh, oh, the flash forward. It's okay. Yes. Okay. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so no, we do get a few bits setting up what's coming next, and then sure. issue ten fifty is going to be sort of a compilation issue of a few different things. It's going to really relaunch the next wave of books. Mm. It's co-written <laughs> with uh, Josh Williamson, Philip Kennedy Johnson, and Tom Taylor. Oh boy. Okay. And then issue ten. Out who does what? They're like taking turns, or um, I don't really know because we know Tom Taylor's still writing. John Kent, Josh Williamson's taking over Superman, and Philip Kenny Johnson's still doing action comics. Yeah, man. Um, and then ten fifty one is Tom the real Taylor, start of the busy. new arc. Um, and Josh, some good news for you. Starting in issue ten fifty one of Action Comics. We have Dan Jurgens writing the backups. Oh my god! With Give Lee Weeks on art. Give it to yeah. me now. Give it to me now. So yeah, what are your Give thoughts on the issue we've just read? Yeah. Um. I think it's still I continuing mean, uh, strong. It's still. I know yes. Josh is going to be negative on it because that's just the way he is. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's still going to give it an eight point five. No. Not really. He can't help it. He's gonna. He's always going to be a little bit spiteful. He was born in red in red sin. Born in Red Sin. Born in a pool of Red Sin. Is that what we call Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, actually. I like that a lot. My grandma's from here. From there. That ex- yeah. That, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I was born in Nebraska. I'm a corn husker. As is uh, most of our what family. Do you, what do you call people from Trump. Washington? What are those folks called? Washingtonians. Apple apples? Did you say apples? Apple people. Apple yeah. people. Nazis. Apple peoples. West Coast Nazis? No, nah, pretentious. Oh, are we not talking about DC? Sorry. Starbuckians? Um, yes. Starbuckians. <laughs> Washingtonians and Seattleites, uh, but I mostly just call them stuck-up, passive-aggressive assholes. Yeah. You got a whole yeah. crime wave going on out there, don't you? Yeah, they, it's, they say that about everywhere. It's every time there's a blue state with a minor surge in crime, they're always like, Argh! it happens. Okay. It's not the but that's neither here nor there. Exactly. We're, we're so, Superman, um, one thing I comics. will say is uh, PKJ, if you look back on his stuff with The Last God uh, and you look at the kind of multiple threads that are going on, I'm seeing a lot of that here as well. I really enjoy that. Um, I'm really happy that he's going to play with some of the more deep cut Superman characters because yeah. I haven't seen Metallo in God knows how long. That's true. Uh, I think the thing that was really kept things together for the old God is that there was a goal, a destination, something mm-hmm. keeping these people the together. The last God, not the old God, the last God. The last God. He was Whatever. also old. Yeah, the last, the last God. old. But they had a they had a destination, a goal of what they were doing uh and here the the goal is not as clear clearly defined yeah that's the problem we're we're all just kind of moving pieces around the the goal for war world was somewhat clearly defined you know defeat mongol 
The problem with these ongoing superhero books is it changes depending on how long the writer's on the book. The yeah. goalpost yeah. for this will keep moving until he eventually leaves. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm going to push back on that, actually, a little bit, because I feel like that statement is true, but I wonder if that's true here, because it feels like there is an end goal here. <clears throat> I, I'm picturing PKJ stepping in and saying, hey, here's my pitch. Here's how I want to get to the end. Here. I mean, the goal Can't... might be that, you know, we need to go round up the rest of these Infinity Stones, but we haven't put Maybe. enough uh, emphasis on that issue to issue. Here, um, we got a little bit of the Fire of Olgrim, but we haven't really talked much about that whatever celestial beings and the artifacts that they left behind. And, I yeah, he might have want... pitched something, but again, if the book stopped selling well they won't care how good his pitch was. Yeah, but it's Philip Kennedy Johnson. He's Superman. not really an established writer. It doesn't matter. He's successful for the people in the, that are known to the community at this point. <coughs> just it, because it he's... Be I, just because... It's Sorry, go on, Josh. It is interesting to have this kind of change. Uh, you know, PKJ, you know, maybe he can still draw from his experience. I mean, he's uh, a musician in the military it wasn't like he was stationed somewhere doing combat uh, as far as i'm aware of his experience uh but most of his comics have kind of focused on being away at war and now it's superman has returned home from war and what do you do when you come back well so from what i have read so far it, it's not so much that he was an offensive participant so much as he was a reactive participant. So a lot of what he uh, signed up for was going and rescuing people from um, natural disasters, going and uh, saving people who were uh, sex trafficked. Um, so a lot of it was more like either reactive measures or preemptive measures mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to offensive war counter measures okay. and going uh, so with he was kind attack. Of, he was still kind of in the thick of it. It's not like he's on way behind lines just playing music in the band. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the the role I guess for playing music is kind of like being the one of the members of support. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be an honorary title. I'm not really sure how that works, but yeah. Okay. Don't ask me. I don't know. But now it's a bit different because we've kind of returned from the war and now we're trying to return to the life that we left sort of thing is what it seems like something right that now. he did mean he, he did bring up on his twitter was specifically that he he modeled Warworld after trying to rescue people who were sex trafficked mm -hmm. uh and their pushback from uh being saved from the chains so to yeah. speak so yeah uh um i guess the last thing that i would just want to say about this is uh I feel like the comparison I want to make in my mind is, and of course I'm going to do this because it's Green Lantern, but when you look at the ending of uh, Jeff John's run with Green Lantern, you know, that issue 20 in New 52 was finite. It was limited and it said, this is what I had planned, this is the end of that story arc, and here's some fun setups for the future that you can, you know, think about later on. I feel like I see that kind of being the case with this I, I i would be surprised if philip kennedy johnson just hops off with no real goodbye mm. i guess is what i'm trying to say 
I think there's a big difference between Maybe. Jeff Johns and Philip Kennedy Johnson. I, Jeff I John agree with you. Jeff was an acclaimed writer by this point, with some of like the highest sales points of these characters' histories. And he was DC's golden boy, whereas Philip Kenny Johnson, he is respected by his fans, but he yeah. still isn't that big name yet. I hope yeah, he does still become it one day. Brand. Yeah. I've enjoyed almost everything I've read by him, but he's still not that level yet. I mean, maybe. I feel like he's like not early maybe, Tom yes. King at this point. Um, I kind of see where you're getting that from yeah but remember even tom king he was limited series tom king was dc's poster boy like he was given the acclaimed run of batman he had all these acclaimed miniseries and they still fucked with his run big time on batman yeah they kicked him off 15 issues early despite it selling really well they rewrote the last 20 issues of his run yeah but that's also because like dc just does that when it comes Ex to Batman. Exactly. I mean, most of their stuff is very, like, reactive to Batman, specifically. I mean, look at what's going on with Pennyworth, well, no, it's for not example. Just, <laughs> it's not just Batman, it's just everything. Like, they kicked Jergens and Tomasi off Superman because Bendis was coming in. They didn't get a chance to end their runs, so it was just kind of like, okay, you're done now. Yeah, that's true, but I also recognize that a lot of those, the people who were in charge then, are no, not, not here now. Yes. So who knows? But yeah. Anyway, that's all I got for this. Uh, ratings? Uh, I don't know if gonna, you guys. He's gonna give it a blow an eight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, give it an eight. Fill us in, Josh. Yeah. It's no, the Red Moon. Uh, bit. I don't know if you guys were actually reading that stuff. I keep meaning to, but never get around to it because the art always puts uh, me off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's fire. That, that's fair. Uh, but at the end, uh, I don't know if this is something that was revealed or not. Uh, but the. Uh, Whatever the guy's name is, the guy with the eye patch that you know was orchestrating everything on War World, Dreyfus yes. or whatever. Uh, yes, Richard uses, Dreyfus. That was it. Yep, he uses something that is not a boom tube. Hang on some, a second. Some sort of crystal. Stop. What? Some fucking asshole is blowing, using a leaf blower right outside my front door. Sorry. We can't hear anything. I, I can barely hear it. Seems fine now. It's fucking with my audio. I mean, if it's appearing there, then sure, we can wait. It's like a really big spike. Mm. Fucking annoying. Sorry. Don't be sorry, Tyler. Be better. Okay. Don't blame that guy. Blame yourself. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, Dreyfus comes through and not a boom tube, some sort of crystal that he uses to transport himself, and he tells K-Pax that, uh, you know, hey, what... <laughs> Sorry. Katel. I K-Pax was a joke. Uh, Good movie. Still a, pe still a predator. Uh, that's neither uh... here nor there. Anyway, uh, he addresses Katel... And says, he who slew Mongol who was. And I'm not sure if that was a big reveal or not. That, that Cato... Whoa, wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think this is a reveal here. Like, you know, it wasn't clear. Mongol who... Or maybe they're referring to 
the previous Mongol who has died. Maybe he's already Mongol who was, but I was thinking Mongol who is versus Mongol who was. I'm not sure. I don't think well, no, we saw was... how we saw how the previous Mongol who was died, and he was killed by the new Mongol who is. So okay. this means he must have killed the current Mongol who is, who is now Mongol who was. Yeah. That that's kind of what confusing. I was curious about. I don't remember Cadle killing that Mongol. You know, days or weeks ago, no. however long that's been in this universe. Yeah, I don't so. remember what happened to Mongol. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems they both are using the war zones to uh, accomplish their endeavors. But it says not the end, so we will see these guys again at some point, maybe. Yes. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Tyler's going to give it a 8.75 and Josh is giving no, it an 8. No, I'm going to do a step down. Oh. 8.25. I think that it was great, but I, I think that I can enjoy... It feels like an in-between chapter right now, so I guess as like an in individual issue as a whole, there wasn't anything that necessarily blew me away. I'm excited for the future, but I'm, I'm, I can't keep giving high scores for what the potential future is going to yeah. be for setups. I, I don't hate that there's a lot of moving pieces here. I just don't think it's organized very well. Um, I don't know about that, but I think that the the setup, the, the, the placing the tokens on the table, so to speak, is feeling a bit messy. I can see that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So... Okay. For right now, uh, I think this issue is like an 8 at best for me. Mm, I'm okay with that. I'll forgive you. Okay. Alright. All right. Well, uh, that means that we can move on to the next one, which is going to be the Human Target number 9 uh, by Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Real easy, uh, very, 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 very simple way of explaining this issue. Uh, our main character... Uh, it wakes up dead. Uh, and wake up dead. <laughs> I know, I don't really like that phrase. It's always made... Uh, it's always I was just thinking about Scary Movie 2 or Scary Movie 3. How do you wake that's up dead? That's where that's from. Yeah. How, how the hell are you going to wake up dead? You go to sleep you alive. You wake up and then you're dead. You go to sleep alive and wake up dead? Yeah, but if you're waking up, then you're alive, so you can't be alive, then you're dead. Then you'd wake up alive. Anthony Aronson, I think is yeah, his yeah. name. Just front of the line alphabetically no matter what you do mm -hmm. okay this so this issue is titled and when i have stolen upon these sons-in-law yes so this is a really simple uh issue as far as like the complexity of it mm. uh, our main character is basically on the run from batman it's a lot of paranoia uh, after he dies and ice uh, resurrects him Something is going on with the poison, so it's kicking in faster. The medicine that was given to him by Dr. Midnight is not uh, I think he might have been, like, kind enough. of metering it out, not using as much as he should have. That, that Perhaps. That's just a one-page thing uh, with Dr. Midnight. Uh, did you guys yeah. did you guys get this cover, or did you get the uh, Franco Villa cover? I get the standard covers. I get the standard cover for this, but uh, I like to collect the variants for either key issues or number ones. Mm-hmm. 
Or if I'm feeling spicy and it's a Tom King miniseries, sometimes I will get the variant cover for each issue. Yep. So, uh, is. is this medicine inside the flask? No, I think it's just poison. That's why I mean, keeps his me, medicine. Liquor. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be weird if he kept the the flask with the medicine in it, just mix it into his rum or bourbon or whatever. He's whiskey. He's yeah. probably a whiskey guy. So this is what I'm thinking. I feel like the alcohol is a blood thinner, so I feel like it's pain slowing killer, down. Yeah. More of a pain. No, no, no. Killer, I think I it's think. well because it's a vasoconstrictor, so it must be causing the poison to move more slowly through his body. So if he's just consistently what? drinking, no, that's what alcohol. Alcohol does. is going to open up your blood. No, you're thinking of caffeine. Alcohol restricts the blood vessels. You get flushed when you drink alcohol because your blood is flowing and spreading out. You're thinking about the heat, right? Because of the blood flow. It's uh, Yes, but the slowing of it down is actually what causes you to feel. It's the perception of warmth because your body is trying to push the uh, blood through at a regular pace. It's a vasoconstrictor. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is I feel like that that is like an intentional thing here because i feel like it's going to slow down the rate of poisoning okay so, i figured it was some sort of like painkiller instead of taking pills he was drinking alcohol i mean if it was a painkiller it would imply that there's a greater deal of physical pain and like ailment going on throughout more of his body but it's poison so i don't see that unless his like organs are shutting down or something hmm Okay. Um, uh, what did you guys think of this issue? I think it was very well written and very simple. It is I liked, simple. I liked the way his anxiety was written. Mm hmm Yeah. Always like, okay, that, that part was false. He's not behind me. Maybe he's above me. Maybe he's not behind me, above me. Maybe he's watching from farther back. Like, every time he kind of comes up with an idea and then rules it out there's something else that he can think of like oh well there's still a reason to be paranoid he's doing something this no wait it's something else batman is very tricky yeah and we see that he's got a plan of how to fight batman if he ever meets him and yeah. never needs to take him down are we sure the guy in the uh, diner wasn't batman just watching him it was all just a coy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the reveal at the end of the issue. Yeah. Uh, look. Look at logic. that. Look at that hairline on the guy in the bar. That's not Batman. <laughs> I don't know. He can look, make himself look like anything he wants. I don't know how the sunglasses. Are Alfred. To Alfred it. just walks into the cave, and Bruce is just shaving the front three inches of his hair. He's just putting plaster <laughs> or some sort of makeup yeah. over his hair. What exactly do you think the glasses are supposed to give away that it's Batman? That's the tell. The match isn't there, but the sunglasses give it away. You Matches can try your best. Maybe. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. He's just super paranoid, but just keeping his cool the entire time. So the dialogue is at odds with the... Well, the internal dialogue is at odds with the dialogue that he's having with everybody else. Do you think there's some, like a uh, 
symbolism with the ice house? Well, it's kind of a... Uh, I wanted to... <laughs> I remembered uh, when I was reading this, I just had a uh, uh, fucking... I can't think of her name now, but I was just singing, isn't it ironic? It's like an ice house <laughs> in the desert. Isn't it ironic? It is, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But it also kind of makes me think of like a, the, the turn of phrase, like glass houses. You know what they say about people who live in glass houses? They, uh, they're alcoholics? People who no, live in they, glass houses, yeah. They always have to open the door. Mm. Answer the door. Uh, yeah, so the title here is from uh, King Lear, and as much as I haven't read it, uh, it seems that... Uh, King Lear is having like a fit of just being crazy, uh, and that's where one of the so one of the the line, the title of the issue comes from. Uh, sneak up on his sons-in-law and kill them. Here's how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take my my horses and get them new horseshoes, and make them out of felt so that we can sneak up and kill people. Yes. I think that's what the title is going for. We sit in the ice house. I I love the uh, kind of you know when ice finally gets him to talk <clears throat> about what the problem is. You know maybe do me the courtesy of just answering fucking questions, and he goes, "Batman, Batman's better than me," and just yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Their dynamic in this issue is really well written with her, one, her calling him out on her, sh him, her calling him out on his shit. Yeah, yeah. He's got this whole thing about you know at the end, uh, towards the end, talking about not letting anybody inside, uh, kind of like about a boy, like every man's an island, sort of thing. So he's not letting yeah. anybody in, and now ice has melted his heart. He has let her inside. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Nice. Yes. You get it. Uh, I I mean, it, it's a fun issue. Uh, not entirely like a necessary issue, except for the very end, uh, where well, he he yeah, works through Batman's logic. This last page is really the the key page uh, for all of this issue right now. Uh, where he kind of comes to the conclusion that Batman is not coming for him because Batman saw the signal, verified the signal, and realized everything's okay. And he realizes, somehow, uh, Guy Gardner is still alive. I don't know how. I don't know what the hell is happening. Yeah, that's a bit strange here. Okay, so before this issue, I would have said maybe chance here is setting up some sort of like a domino effect by making it seem like Guy Gardner's dead and it's all planned out but then the paranoia in this issue tells me that no like he really did he thinks he kill killed him. Guy Gardner but for yeah, some reason so the... Guy Gardner I don't know Terminator 2'd himself and just melted and reformed himself back together oh shit he what if this is a reverse in time human to the target Ice Age. thing Somebody else human targeted themselves as uh, Guy Gardner. 
against Christopher Chance. This is this is really I'm probably overthinking it as far as like the complexity, but you get to the end and Christopher Chance pulls off his mask and it's actually Guy Gardner under there. Yeah. And then <laughs> they peel the mask off the pieces of Guy Gardner and it's actually Christopher Chance. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know how Guy Gardner's gonna fit into looking like Christopher Chance's body. Like he's bigger than Guy Gardner or bigger than Christopher There Chance. is a very heavy duty Wayne Tech girdle. <laughs> Just really cinches up and tightens it. We're, we're everything. Yeah. We're at issue nine of twelve. Three issues left. I keep meaning to go back to issue one because we have that sort of, you know, here's every, one shot of every day, or just a small, not even one shot, just like a portion of one shot of every day of Christopher Chance's last two weeks. Mm. I will find and... this page for you, Josh, and send it to you now. Great. Uh, yeah. What is that a uh, on the back cover? This dart right here is that from the uh, what's his face from last issue or two issues ago the the russian red sun or whatever yes yes comrade so uh interesting it's um, I... what is interesting is that batman is so heavily implied to be in this issue with this and the variant covers and just his, the idea of his presence is all that is needed for this issue. You know, he's not actually here. He's done his work and decided, no, nah, I don't need to screw around with this. Hmm. Did he actually say that in this issue? The thing I just sent you? I die in prison. I die in a hotel room. Who cares? I got the guy who killed me. I think so. I don't remember. I remember him saying something about getting the guy who killed him. Yeah. I'm looking it over right now, and I, had, he, I don't remember him saying that in this. Interesting. This is great radio, so we're just silently trying to find yeah. something. Yeah, well, you can cut it out while we try and... <laughs> Tyler, sing for them. Uh, somewhere along the sea, Sean's there waiting for me. Holding a cup of English oh, tea. Yeah, it's the page where he's explaining that Bat after he says Batman's coming. So they're sitting on the couch. Uh, which shouldn't matter, none of it should matter. I die in prison, I die in a hotel room, who cares? I got the guy who killed me. I was dead this morning. I'll be dead in four days. I'm done. Uh, but he tells okay. her. He tells her he loves her. Oh, I see. Because he's trying to just relax, thinking that Guy Gardner was the sole responsible party, and since he's dead, he doesn't have to worry about it as much. The only thing he has to worry about is being on the run and not getting arrested before he dies. Yeah. Okay. But now that he's thinking about this, and he knows that Batman would have d solved that already, mm -hmm. knowing that, that means that the mystery is still in play for him. Maybe. 
either Guy Gardner is still alive. I think that's just the real thing. I think he still believes that Guy Gardner is the one that tried to kill him. Or did kill him. Well, the <coughs> it's never that Red simple trail with, uh, still falls back yeah. to him. It, it's never that simple when it comes to Tom King. Maybe somebody else did kill him. Uh, but for right now, it's Guy Gardner is still alive, is where we're at right now. Um, Sean, is there like anything it. on the is there anything on the page before this one that you sent us? Because it only goes up to day ten. Um, yes, day eleven is him getting slapped and someone saying "fuck you." Yeah, and then day twelve is day twelve is the opening to the issue, which is where he lays down in bed and dies. He's just dead in the hotel room. Yeah, we get like, and he's dead, Jim. We get a couple of pages yeah. of day twelve, which is where he writes a note saying "I love you," lays down in the bed, closes his eyes, and we assume drifts off into death. Mm. Death's yeah. sweet embrace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, good issue. Yeah. That's about all we have to say about it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely giving me more things, uh, more to think about than I expected, and I'm really appreciating that. I didn't think that this. I thought this was going to be much more straightforward series, and it's not like the most overly complex thing. It actually feels like very simple in execution, but I like that I'm asking so many questions. Yeah. Uh, it's not the longest read. It's not a quick read, but. And it still seems somewhat short, like you said. Kind of a simpler issue, yeah, but still you can kind of was... feel like, if Batman's coming for you, I, I'd be pretty afraid too. Yeah. I think it did a good job of getting us in his mindset without the issue feeling too repetitive. Just each page, him just tweaking out, thinking someone's watching him. I think it did a good job at keeping it serious and yeah. not overly... Silly? Yeah. Because a whole yeah. issue of someone looking over their shoulder could be a bit boring yeah but i think it did a yeah. good job of keeping us invested and i feel like as I, we were I reading was, it we kept waiting for batman to show up i i mm. was waiting for some twist somewhere in there and the only real twist is at the end him finally realizing that guy gardner must be alive somehow yeah well i think the thing that is he could still be <sighs> i like the I like the way that the cover delivers this because the Batman actually isn't on the cover. It's just the shadow. It's the presence. It's the He's fear of the axe following. Yeah. So, uh, and the, if and we're the, pairing that with the the looming overhead, like, oh, eventually I'm going to get caught for the death of Guy Gardner. If we're doing that in synchronicity with that, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think the uh, variant covers also do that. For, you know, this issue. I think it's also Shadow of Batman. Mm. Okay. Cool. So it's this like is an becoming a very, me, you know. I I'm slowly leaning into this being one of my more favored Tom King series, but we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What did you think, Sean? I know you hate it. I know you hate Tom King and Joy. Yeah, I hate Tom King. He's my least favorite writer. That's why I own almost all of his <laughs> what work. What a hack. Yeah. Oh, let's make this character sad and depressed. Did no, you ever I th- end up getting Omega Man? Yeah, I got Omega Man a while ago, like a year ago. Nice. And I've got Sheriff of Babylon. It's just Vision I need to get, which is pricey because of WandaVision. Yeah, I feel you. And then just the odd single issue he did here or there before he became big. Mm. 
I've got Grayson already. That was the first thing I got of his. Now this is interesting. Uh, for some reason, issue 10 is uh, advertised for January 10th instead of sometime in December. But issue they 11 is still skip over December. December a lot. Yeah. Well, issue 11 yeah, is also advertised for December or January as well. It says January 10th for issue 10. Two weeks later, issue 11. It's because Human Target 10 would have been out the last week of December, which will be Christmas week, and they do typically skip that a lot of the time. Yeah. But I would have assumed that issue 11 would also get pushed back. Like, everything would just get pushed back together. It's interesting if, we do, end up, if we do end up getting two issues, you know, two weeks apart. Mm-hmm. We'll see. God damn, these final few covers are so gorgeous. I know, it's fantastic. I, I've been I don't looking know out. about the main cover for issue 10, unless I'm looking at the variant one. It's Gnaught. Yeah, that one is listed as a variant for me. The uh, hmm. kind of anime-esque one is listed as the main cover in previews. The Alex anime Garner. Oh, this one is oh, actually okay. listed as a variant. Okay, mm. nope. For some reason, nope. in the in the collection of comics, it's listed as the variant. I think they got them switched because the Garner one is listed as a variant, whereas the Greg Smallwood cover is is definitely the main one. For some reason, it's listed as the variant. Who knows why? Uh, anyway, do we have anybody anything else, else to add? Like, oh. uh, other than Gnort, is there anybody else that needs to be talked to from the DCI? Well, we've already seen Gnort, haven't we? Have we? Does he just call them the DCI? Mm-hmm. Josh. Josh. JLI. Um, we haven't seen Black Canary yet. We haven't seen... I'm trying to find the page in the first issue. Um, where we see the big lineup of them all. Right, we have the arms. Black Canary is not one of the arms that's coming after him. Um, um, have we actually had him interact a... with uh, John Johns? Um, if we're looking really. at <coughs> traditional oh, lineup for Justice League International, he was probing his mind back. Then we haven't seen. Uh, man, most of these guys ended up leaving, right? So there was no Shazam. There was no Doctor Fate. No, no we no saw Dr. there was Light. a Greg Smallwood picture of the lineup. Yeah, I remember that. I'm just trying to remember at like what point was that JLI lineup. I think that that was like oh, it's in issue twenty five issues in issue one. We see a lineup of Justice for JLI, and it's Mister Miracle, Fire and Ice, Gnaught, Guy Gardner, uh, John Jones, Batman, Captain Atom, um, Black Canary played by Brie Larson, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and Rocket Red. Okay, is Gnaught in there? Yeah, Gnaught's in there. This is from John Candy as Gnort. Thank you. That's the one I was thinking of. So, well, I guess we're just waiting for Captain Adam and Black Canary. And Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Yeah, but I don't really know. Mr. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Captain Canuck. Hmm. Is that is that what the uh, guy with the star on his chest is? Yes. Is that a maple leaf? Yes. Yes. Obviously. Cool. I can kind of see the Brie Larson comment. 
Yeah. It's it's a uh, eight point five. I'll do I'm one gonna better. Give it an eight point seven five. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Like I think it was a simple issue, but it was very effectively done. Yes, I I agree with Sean when he was talking about that. How it could have been boring, but they made it still interesting, despite the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, anything else to add, or should we move on? Uh, we can move on. Uh, let's go and let's go ahead and talk about What's the Furthest Place from Here, number 8, by Matt Rosenberg, Tyler Boss, and Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Yeah, this is, yeah. like, all Lopez Ortiz. For this yeah, uh, Tyler Boss is a writer on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, How much writing he actually did, it was probably just more story ideas that him and yeah. Matt Rosenberg but it's, it's discussed. It's kind of a different art style for this as well. That, that's Ortiz, right? Yeah, it's very much more, do I want to say more anime-esque? It, it's looser, like, it's kind of 90s-esque with the kind of longer limbs and the flowing arms and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... I'm not. I haven't been a fan of some of Ortiz's work, but I think here the coloring works a lot better than what I've seen before. Yeah. Tyler, did you read this, Tyler? Uh, unfortunately. You didn't like it. I kind of see your comment, but I'll get to that. But you read Batman Shadow War, didn't you? Yeah. He did some of that, I think. And there, it was a bit more jarring. You're saying that? Wait. Art-wise or writing-wise? Ortiz did some art. No, he didn't do that. He did the... Oh, okay. He did the Ghost Maker backup story in the final few issues of Tynan's Batman run. Right, yeah, there were some parts that I remember actually... Okay, yeah. And here his coloring's a lot better. Um, Yeah, story-wise, this basically... We're following... Yeah, we're following one of the families, the pigs... And we're dealing with one of them running away, and one they of them have he form to yeah the kind of aesthetic that each house has ascribed to themselves. They're the business folk. They do a business, and they wear the mask. They don't question uh, the leader, sort of thing. That seems to be kind of uh, universal among the groups. Yeah. Uh, we get an idea of what happened, how the world became this way. You know, some sort of plague. Adult thoughts cause you to throw up and get sick. So as kids, you stay naive and you grow up and you're fine. Uh, the, yeah. the people that survived are the strangers. They're horribly disfigured, so they wrap themselves in bandages. Uh, there was some city where they all survived and all they ever wanted. Uh, but then it ended. You know, they ran out of... They had all the all the food and joys they could ever want. And then it ran out. Isn't it yes. ironic? Um, yeah, and... To deal with this runaway who was taken in by another group... All yeah. the families meet together and come to the idea that they have to... Form a new house... We, we, we're skipping over some stuff there. He, oh, he runs sorry, away. Karen. They go to retrieve their runaway member. They don't want him there, but 
but they can't let the other houses have him. Uh, so the two houses battle it out. The business pigs burn down the sex shop that these people reside in. Kids in a sex shop. What a crazy thing. Uh, they uh, fight. Matt Rosenberg they has been put on a register after yeah. this. Jesus. <laughs> uh, basically, they kill just about every member of that group. I, I The name of the groups are in here somewhere. Uh, but they basically go on the run, are discovered. They have the collection of families show up to explain themselves. Uh, let's see. What do they call themselves? The Perthos. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I just don't really see what you guys are seeing with this series. This issue I didn't love. Yeah. I think this is the weakest issue yet. So, it is strange. This issue was supposed to come back, come out back in July. This is issue eight, I believe. Yeah, issue eight. Every issue for the next four or five issues is a different artist filling in uh, for, what, Rosenberg? Yeah. Tyler Boss. Tyler Boss, yeah. Uh, filling in for Boss. And we thought that this was going to speed things up because it seemed like Boss had kind of maybe been overworked. These are basically double-sized issues here that he's supposed to be putting, you know, basically putting out every month or so. And so having a bunch of different artists step in for all these issues that allows him to put, you know, create a backlog of issues. And now here we are four months later after this was supposed to come out, and now we're getting this issue. And hopefully the next issues are coming um, out as well. Issue 9 still solicited for December 21st, number 10, January 18th, number 11, February 15th. So I wonder yeah. what the delay was with this, because I know yeah. the paper shortage is still affecting some books. Yes. And maybe because this is a 48-issue book consistently, um, or however long it is, maybe that's why it was kind of put on the back burner, because they didn't want to take resources away from other things. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this book ends with, because one family died, they had yes. to create a new family to fill the void. Everyone put someone forward to create the new family. Yes, and there were lots of familiar names here because all the names put forward were people we know from the main story. They However, they are not kids. the same people. Yeah, but they're different genders and well, different hair colours. So I feel like the names are going to be inherited. Oh. Sort of passed on to all the new people. Okay, well that might be revealed in the next issue because it seems like Every issue is another link in the chain here. Like, we'll yeah. see what happens. Because with... one of the youngest they give is Proofrock in this, but then in the main series, he's one of the oldest. Yes, yeah. So I feel yeah, like... None of them look quite right. I, I wasn't sure about that, but I like your idea that the names are probably inherited. Yeah, because in this, Alabama is white, but she's black in the main series, what? I think. Yes. If Alabama's the right person I'm thinking of. The I, names... Yeah, I think you're right. This has taken too long to come out that I'm forgetting the characters' names. Of course. Yeah, we don't have the uh, front page with all the names and faces... No. ...caricatures in there. Uh, it's like I said before, conceptually I really like this, and I think that this could have... 
maybe been something that was more palatable to my liking if it didn't feel like somehow you take a 48 page book and then make it feel both drawn out and rushed at the same time uh i don't really get that I just, from this issue uh i do feel like this is a good bit of world building here if these guys are to be believed the the true story is probably something close to what we're seeing here I Yeah, this might be the story almost put into legend. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean We I got another sort of prequel story in the previous issue, if I remember correctly. We're gonna go even further back in the next issue. You think because so? Because look at this cover. What the Snowden Academy Records? Yes, but if you look at it compared to the first issue where it was run down and crappy. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a continuation sort of from this issue. Because we have, I mean, this is the end of the issue right here. Maybe. I thought this issue might be going even further back to the beginning. I mean, like we might see the, the world before. Oh. But I mean the world before the virus. Okay. I thought this would just be like, you know, year one inside of the record store after it could well been, be the family has been started who knows maybe we will maybe we won't we may never know if the next issue never comes out well it's still solicited from for next month we can hope so tyler's not... gonna give this like a 6.75 yes what Josh am I gonna is going to give this an 8.5. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm going to give it just a flat 8. Flat 8? You're a flat 8. I, it's more the art I'm not a fan of here. I don't, I'm don't. i not a fan of Ortiz. Yeah, the art I'm not opposed fine. to Ortiz. It, you are right that it is kind of, would you say, kind of anime-esque? A little, yeah. I just feel like Tyler Boss's artwork is just so crisp and clean. And I think the last issue did a better job at filling in than... But, hey, each issue is going to be a different guy. I'm happy. I'm just excited don't... for this arc to continue, if it does. Yeah, I don't see what you guys are so drawn to. I really am trying really hard here, but I just don't get it. That's fine. Art uh, isn't for everyone. Yeah. Sweeney Boo is the <laughs> Sweeney Boo is the uh, I said something nice and you just say fuck you. Art isn't for everyone. It's yeah. it's a subjective it's, medium. It, yeah, Not it is everyone will like subjective. the same things. Or objective. It could be objective. There is only one right answer. Uh Tyler Boss is back as the artist for issue eleven. So is he? we have nine. That's yeah. sooner than I thought. Did okay. I skip over number 10? We did skip over number 10. I thought it would be six issues on, six issues off. Yeah. Uh, who's the artist for the next one? Number 9 is... Uh, Sweeney Boo is doing the next two issues, apparently. That that has to be an error. Let me look at that cover again. Um, uh, no, Tyler Boss is back for issue 10. 10, it looks like. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe Sometimes this. The, maybe uh, it was so delayed. Maybe it was so delayed that they've then pushed back some of the other fill-in issues for the next gap. 
Perhaps. I mean, because he ended up having an extra anywhere. six months than he planned. Yeah. Th- I mean, this issue could have been put anywhere and it would have fit in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, not much more to say about that. Let's let's no. jump on to our number one of the week. Sure. Uh, that is going to be uh, Once Upon a Time at the End of the World Number One by Jason Aaron Alexander Tofinki. And this is and a, a little little bit of Nick Dragota in there, as I found out earlier. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just, do you just not a little. See Nick Dragota's artwork in there. That I didn't weird. read. I didn't read um, East read of West. But I just read, thought it was different uh, style. You read Ghostface, and that yeah, that was I three mean, issues. That wasn't enough for me yeah, to memorize the style. I mean, that is this guy's face is just standard Nick Dragata. Nick sure. Dragata draws about ten faces, and he does them well. Maybe, yeah, more like five face faces. He just <laughs> very slight. So, yeah, variations. he draws a face, and then he draws a face with blackface. So, this is a post-apocalyptic tale of two characters, uh, Maceo and Mezzi, uh, who uh, fall in love, essentially. They're uh, supposed to, uh, at some point. Yeah. Spoilers. They, yeah, exactly. Uh, the planet is an unsurvivable environmental catastrophe. A hellscape. Uh, and Just a yeah. flooded city husks of buildings just garbage garbage as far as you can see you've got these kind of rad scorpions uh that climb aboard (laughs) and just you know nibble at the uh the wood planks of the boat she our our main Um, character basically wears a gas mask seems like you could survive without it uh but she probably you probably need to wear it there's all these mutants, you know, you've got the kind of mutant tentacle monsters that attack. Uh, she fights that off. Uh, what 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 comic or story does this remind me of where the, the female protagonist is kind of the warrior and the male protagonist is kind of the nerdy guy? It does remind me of something, but I'm struggling to work out what... Kim Possible. Majority. Xena, yeah. Warrior Princess. Yeah. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There we go. Joss Whedon's Wet Dreams. <laughs> yes, exactly. The majority of the work written by... Um, he's written Batman. Uh, he created Batwoman. Grant yeah. Morrison? No. What? He created Batwoman. They created no, Batwoman. Anyway. No, they didn't. Uh, Which Batwoman? Tyler, the that... Tyler, you read uh, The Good Asian with Alexander Tafinki. Uh, Tafinki. 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 Uh, yeah. How did you feel about his art style here versus The Good Asian? Um, It feels like there's a difficulty in comparison because there's so much more going on. It, it feels a bit looser, maybe, a little wilder, not quite as, I don't want to say as tight, but as restricted, maybe. The thing about The Good Asian is that it has a lot more flats, <clears throat> a lot more... Yes. Yeah. Well, you're comparing a gritty 20s crime drama 
to a fun sci-fi post-apocalyptic book. Yes. So that's why I was saying he's the able to use a lot more colors here. I think mm-hmm. uh, the lettering is pretty great in some places, especially when he's giving uh, the tour of the uh, building that he's in. Every floor is dedicated to something else, and the lettering reflects I, that. I found that a little strange. That was the bit of, like, I liked some of the comedy in this issue, but this two-page thing just kind of seems a little ridiculous to me. Yeah. I, just how I, he's got a pillow pillow room and just a flooded yeah. room. Well, did he do this, or was that something that his parents or whoever else lived there did? Because they've got this whole network of uh, bridges. Maybe they've just kind of hoarded things that they thought they needed. Or you've got so much Maybe. time just trying... You're just trying to kill so much time when you're locked up in this building at the end of the world that you just start finding things to do. Like, let's take all the books and fill that into the pool or move all the pillows into this room. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That was just the one bit of the issue that really took me out of it. Yeah. The rest I didn't have a problem with. If you can see that. That was great. By order of Maceo, keep out. Oh, I didn't notice that bit. Yeah, it's kind of covered up Yeah. Uh, by a speech bubble here. Yeah, I thought it was just all keep out danger tape. I didn't realise there was more to it. This means you too, Maceo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. His parents got sick and died. Uh, our main character, Esmeralda, is running from people, but possibly also to something else. Uh, yeah, it seems like she's running away from her group. Yeah, hunters of some sort. Yeah. Uh, she the the opening narration is fantastic. She'd been sailing for nineteen and five eighths days past glaciers of melted plastic, through fields of green glowing ice that burned her eyes, above wild infernos raging in the deep, where sea was scabbed with ash and pockmarked with geysers of gushing black fire. Do you guys, uh, did you guys ever read Sea of Stars? Um, I feel like I read the first issue, but not the whole thing. It's an interesting, fun little exercise in bouncing off of another uh, writer. And Jason Aaron had a lot of creative freedom with that. I can see that he wanted to have something a little bit more bombastic because of that through this. And that's fine that's fun that's cool i kind of see what you mean though i I am kind of taken out of the immersion of the story Uh, and i just i found that a little bit difficult to jump back into it art wise i didn't really have too much of an issue it feels like a lit i can't i don't really like to say this word right now but i'm going to use it Uh, it feels a little lazy as far as the writing goes, to just be like like what Josh just said, you know, like the, the notice of, like, here's the river room, the pillow room, the blah, blah, blah. It just seems weird. Yeah. Maybe fun for, like, a brief moment, but then once you jump back into the actual story, yeah, you're kind of the wondering, okay, yeah. well, was there much purpose to that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll write off that part. Uh, the, the opening narration seems to kind of imply a sort of 
destiny here. Like, she could have sailed past this tower that Maceo lived in. Maceo could have lived his life out here. Nobody would have really known he was there. Maybe he runs out of uh, supplies and power, water, at some point. But it, it says, you know, she could have sailed right past the tower, never looked back. Uh, but as it was, life intervened. And that was all it took to change everything. To change the entire world, or at least what was left of it. And so these two are basically, like, set up to be maybe the saviors of this wasteland. Mm. But as it is right now, you know, they're not much. They're they're basically kids. Like, they, one of them has survival instincts, and one of them has kind of, you know, they're like the brains and the bronze. Uh, yeah. Together they can be something. Uh, but it seems like it's going to take them a long time, based on the final page, pages, uh, they basically set out on it, on this adventure together. And it shows just these abominations, these people that have mutilated themselves, put nails and other pieces of metal inside their bodies. It says years later, and we see uh, Maceo, who calls himself Mace, is basically inside a maelstrom about to be torn apart by these creatures people uh and he says it's only the end of the fucking world uh but he's been through stuff and he's not the kid anymore he's an old man he's you know his red hair has turned gray so I they're, not gonna feel... save, they're not gonna save the world anytime soon I loved the scene of I loved the two page spread where it shows both the characters like their little not a bio but it shows like all their equipment and stuff. Oh the oh, it's and just one it page, has yes. Yeah. I did really like that. And it has Esmeralda oh okay, on the digital one it looks like a double page spread. Oh yeah. Um yeah, you have um Esmeralda crossed out and it says Mezzi underneath it. And yeah. then on the other one, you have Mace crossed out and Maceo written above yeah. it because he's, he's like, like, oh, my friends call me this. I don't have any friends. She's like, uh, I'm not going to do that. And he tries to call her Esmeralda because that's what's on her backpack. She goes, everyone calls me Messy. So we're setting the names that up. Gave me a laugh. Yeah. <sighs> I I did really like that. I, I feel like Tefenki actually does a really good job on this. Um... Am I going to be comparing every post-apocalypse story to Fallout now? Maybe. Uh, I see some. I see some thing, comparisons. The thing that will keep me coming back to this is kind of the same thing with, uh, say, something like Samurai Jack, or We Live when it was good. We're moving from one environment to the next each issue, and if they can keep coming up with these very awe-inspiring, beautiful wasteland sceneries that are distinct from issue to issue or arc to arc that is something that will keep me coming back mm -hmm. yeah do you think this is going to be something you guys want to keep discussing on the show or do you think we're going to take on a case at, by at case basis points. yeah uh on the inside cover it says this is book one love in the wasteland chapter one the tower in the sea so when this is described as a trilogy, I think they're talking about doing three books. books. So three okay. arcs. I assume. I don't know how many chapters. Yeah. It's be... it's boom. They they've done a few like three five issue arcs. 
Yeah. So if this was uh, five, three five-issue arcs, that would be great. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this cover again, and I just was reminded, colored by Lee Lowridge, which I am entirely surprised by. I think he actually did a good job on this. Yeah, he's um, he's not a bad colorist. I think it work his coloring works better with the sort of flatter cartoony style art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I see stuff like this, and I'm like, maybe Lee Lowridge could color like a Batman book more than a Superman book. I think he could do a good job of like someone like Chris Samney. Yes. Just yes. flatter, flatter artwork yeah. Yeah. with flatter colors instead of I like see that. some of the more realistic art work we see yeah it, it's mm-hmm. a bit more kind of old school maybe yeah i yeah. can see that less shading and more just block colors sure i think that i'm hesitant mostly because this feels like the over the top nature that i've seen from jason aaron and some of the more recent stuff uh he's done like for example like avengers yeah it's just so like cartoonishly over the top sometimes and for some people, they love that. You know what would be interesting is if Lee Lowridge uh, did the coloring for an issue of What's the Furthest Place from Here. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. I could think he could work out with Tyler Boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we rate it? Yeah, sure. As far as first issues go, it's, it's fairly solid. It sets up a lot. Uh, it's interesting to bring... Nick Dragata in and have him do two pages of like uh you know throw forward into the future to show where yeah. these are going. I feel that's gonna be like a framing device throughout it. Yeah. Either that or he's gonna take over the end arc. Perhaps, yeah. Uh this thing just needs a few more graphics inside of here. We got <laughs> Nick Dragata was like, Oh, you have a, a graphic of all the equipment that they have? I think I will join in on this comic for just a little bit just a smidge yeah uh if they keep up with the world building the different kind of environments just keep the pace up you know keep this adventure going uh i think this will be great um yeah we've seen a similar thing with uh kaya if you guys have been reading that i'm gonna read that in arcs in arcs yes uh so i i think this definitely you know gives me a warm fuzzy about where this is going to go hopefully they can keep it up we'll see uh we'll talk about this again probably at the end of the book yeah uh, from for me it's probably like somewhere between eight five eight seven five i wouldn't rate it that highly i think it was solid i think it was a decent read but i didn't really get that next level enjoyment out of it so i'm gonna give it an eight mm. yeah i agree i think it's a it's a solid eight okay yeah okay i'm gonna just judge you guys for those scores it's, it's a creator owned number one we knew josh was gonna give it a high score yes well I all think these creator owns usually pay off it Except also kind of appeals to what he's looking for, right? Like, he's looking for something that's going to be slightly fun, but still has a, like, straightforward plot point. You know, I feel like you and I, Sean, are looking for something that's going to make us cry. Yeah. 
really hard at our next therapy session. I mean, let's have some fun at the end of the world. Not even, not even cry. Like I'm fine with happy emotion, but just like, yeah, it doesn't need to be sad. It can be happy, but I need that like sense of realness that hits me. Emotional connection. Yeah, Yeah, I need to. A bit, maybe a bit lighter. And that's fine. Like it's not a complaint. It'll just never. It needs to really hit me. You weren't really hit that hard when they showed his parents' death embrace. That did. That's kind of what. That's a good mm. point, actually. Here's my point to that. You can. I've brought this up to you guys before, and I would actually like your input on this. I feel like there's a difference between presuming the audience to care versus making the audience care. There, there because... could have been more time spent on his parents, but maybe we'll talk about that again later. It's about execution, you know? Like, you don't have okay, to necessarily yeah. even show the bodies, you know? You could just have the sequence of him speaking, and then the realization is the last sentence of him realizing, you know, being alone and the, the loss of his parents. Maybe, like, one skeletal hand or something. You know, like, there's there's ways you go about doing it. Yeah. But just delivering it and just being like, and their parents are dead. It's like, eh. It's like, oh, that's sad, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm autistic. I don't have emotions. You know how I am. Yeah. All right. Yes. That's basically um, it. That's basically yeah. it. Any so picks of the week? what are you guys picking as your picks of the week? Uh, well, I am caught between the human target and Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. Uh, I'm mine is for a pretty one. easy. Yeah, I think mine's mine human is, target. Mine's human target. I think it was just so perfectly executed. Yeah. Well, not the strongest week for us, but yeah. still had a lot of really good reads. Mm-hmm. We kept it short. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and simple. Um, okay, well, uh, why don't we talk about, well, actually, before we do the next week's books, did you guys have any shout-outs? Uh, nope. 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 Cool. Not really. Uh, one quick thing. Did you read Vanish? No. Still a good series. That was number two? Three. 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 Okay. No, I'm trying to cut down on some stuff and read it just arc by arc, because so much of my life these last couple of years has just been like oh on Wednesday you get 15 comics to read and I'm just like uh, I, I yeah like I can't poop that much guys I've got <laughs> I know <laughs> like I just read like five things last week I've only got like two things I'm reading this week I've got like more that I will read further down the line but I'm just really trying to limit it a bit so I've got more time to do other stuff Next I, I gotta say, when you uh, <laughs> when you get to this one, I, I'm really looking forward to talking to you uh, more about this because it's very, <laughs> it's it's great. Just just check it out when you can. Okay. Well, next week is a fifth week in a month, mm. so it's just kind of a few annuals, a few little delayed bits here and there. Yeah. So the only things I've really picked out is the Nightwing annual. Uh, which is written by Tom Taylor, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun, like the rest of his run. We have the Detective Comics Annual by Ram V, which is tying into his Gotham Nocturne story. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the new Jeff Johns JSA book, The Justice Society of America. 
Um, we have the Kal-El Returns Superman special, which is written by a load of different writers. We've got Mark Wade, um, Sinner Grace, Marv Wolfman, Alex Segera. Um, I'm not sure how important this will be to the main story, but there should be a few fun bits in there. Um, I'll check that out. Um, Tyler, um... Um... Is it this tomorrow that the Superman and Kalel... Today. Today. Right, because it's Tuesday. Yes. Um, me and Josh have still water number 16. Why? Woo! Come on, Josh. Why are you doing Show you're excited. Yourselves? Say yay. Say yay, Josh. Yay. There Say we are. fucking yay. <laughs> Um, we have Damn Them All number 2 from Boom, the Sysbury Charlie Adlard book. And I think that is it, unless I've missed something. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of other things that are coming out. out, but it's always so weird. Approach it's number random two. stuff. Uh, oh, is that out? I missed that. Oh, and Briar number 2 as well. Mm. Oh yeah, the approach, I see it. It's because the cover didn't have the title on it. Yeah. On the page I'm looking at, it's just the blank cover. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, and also we've got the Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Spider-Man Double Trouble book by right. Mariko Tamaki and Guri Hiru, which was Guri we read the Hiru. Thor book last year, which was just it was just a fun little, yeah, almost like a Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, I might pick that up. I mean, Double Trouble was all right, but it's it's fun, it's lighthearted. Yeah. Um. Josh has... Were you reading that Dead Lucky book? The spin-off from that Supernova, Supermassive thing? No, I didn't thing? pick that up. No, okay. Um, yeah, um, there's not a whole lot else. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could take the time to check out some of these other series that have been coming out or are coming out. There's this one uh, called Lovesick by Luana Vecchio. Uh, I don't really know very much about it. Uh, it is... An exclusive subscribers-only website that Lovesick Club is. Uh, an exclusive web subscribers-only site on the dark web that offers the best in erotic and ultraviolet entertainments. There, Matriarch Domino and her fellow dominatrixes punish and torture none other than their own loyal subscribers, many of whom pay good money to meet their end by the her hand in front of a large, anonymous audience. Huh. Huh. I'm Seems like an interesting by? thing to put into it. It's by uh, Luana... Uh, Vecchio, she is uh, one of the. She did something on Rogue Sun. It looks like number eight. Well, that's coming out tomorrow. That's weird. Well, then she must just be a brand new uh, yeah. creator because I don't see anything else outside of her stuff here. Yeah, tomorrow. Well, in the next episode, the news episode, we are going to talk about uh, the humble bundle from Image Comics, and there may be uh, some series from Image that we haven't all read yet that we could probably talk about. For you, it's going to be a lot of Radiant Pink. Guys, Radiant Pink. Uh, I'm not picking that up. I don't believe you. Okay. Um, yeah, Tyler, I'm not going to read whatever you were just talking about. Yeah. I, as I said, I'll... I've got I've got too much stuff to read. I'm not adding I... anything to my pools that I don't have to. I, I do feel you. I feel you. Well, I mean, I guess for a digital read, it wouldn't be too much of an issue. It's, it's nothing to do with like digital, physical. It's just the time... I'm spending too much of my life reading this stuff, and while a lot of it is good, 
it's just time I need to be spending elsewhere at the minute. What you mean, Which, like going outside and touching grass? Yeah, just seeing yeah. stuff. Before the cold winter the months world. force him inside. Yes. No, but I've got like books I want to read. I've got movies I need to watch. I've got things I want to do, like actual real life things. And Nobody just. Cares. Let's end it. <laughs> no, I, I know you guys get what I'm yes. saying. Like, it's just a no, lot we to don't. read we each don't week. Anything about you. We don't relate to you at all. I also need to delete TikTok because that's also killing a lot of my time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't be ridiculous. Don't let the Chinese spy on you, Sean. I remember when I went through my period of I better get rid of a whole bunch of things because I'm worried about wh- where how much I'm spending my life on things. And then I remembered it doesn't matter. We're all going to die. Yeah. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. Have an awesome rest of your day. You can find us on Google, I, Spotify, that, Apple. <laughs> sh- that reminds me of... Do you, do you guys know who James Acaster is? Yes. No. Josh says yes, Tyler. He's that British comedian who's just very monotone and weird. That's a lot of them. Which one? That's most yeah. of them. Um, <laughs> he's young. Well, anyway, he, in he, one of he his... thought about committing suicide, but he didn't. <laughs> but decided to try comedy instead. <laughs> he didn't instead. follow through, because he doesn't have follow through. Yeah. No, there was one of his um, comedy shows where he was like, if I like try chatting with someone, I break the ice, and it doesn't go the way I want to. I, I don't like to leave the ice broken for the next person, so I'll say something to freeze it back over like death comes to us all. And Tyler just ending the show with what he said then just reminds yeah. me of that. I love that. Too edgy for you? I think I think one of my favorite was... simple dry jokes is uh, Curiosity killed the cat, but for a while I was a suspect. Ha, ha, Anyways. Ha, ha, ha. On that same show, he end like one of his last jokes was really dark and he was just like one day I'll have the balls to end it there just turn the lights off and let you find your way out in the darkness but I'm not ready for that yet (laughs) yeah god I love that you should go watch his comedy show it's great yeah okay um I guess then I will end it yes do it do a flip cool Give us money. Go to patreon.com slash cultacomics where you can go to make uh, your monthly contributions onto there for the dollar a month or higher level. You can be one of our blood boys. If you want to make your monthly contributions, you can also hop on to uh, anchor.fm slash cultacomics where you can find our RSS feed and where we upload all of our episodes. You can find our uploads also on YouTube, thanks to Sean. You can go to send us an email at thecultofcomics at gmail.com to send us questions, comments, concerns, anything that you need. Uh, maybe you want some life advice maybe you just want some pictures of uh, one of our feetsies or maybe just an individual toe when, you never know these days kinks are getting weird uh, on that note I guess I look forward to your uh, recommendations or requests for feet pics have an awesome rest of your day and stay safe dash 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 dot 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 the three of us are in a cult